Welcome to the Hurtship Podcast. My name is Sitzke Kazimir, and in this podcast, I'll be exploring the power and, dare I say it, joy of middle management. Middle managers are best placed to see the reality of an organization and to create movement within it. I'll be sharing stories, practices, theory, and insights. The Hurtship Podcast is your weekly reminder to seize the opportunities of the power of the middle. In last week's episode, I spoke about how often challenges in organization are systemic rather than personal, and how if we want to change something in an organization, It's often more helpful to look at the structures, the processes, the ways that different departments collaborate rather than changing the people or changing the people. As in either letting the people go or developing them. And at the same time, development in organizations is important. We need to develop ourselves and we need to help others develop so that we can keep meeting the needs of the organization, of the world around us and of the shifting needs of customers of the organization. And I've been thinking recently about how we think about development and developing ourselves, and if that's a helpful way to think about it. So this week, rather than a story, I have a lot of questions. And I have a suggestion about one of the models we tend to use for growth that maybe we'll want to look at that differently. And perhaps it's also time to go back to the horses. So, though horses in the wild certainly will meet circumstances which are difficult and challenging, a lot of what they learn in life is learned through play and is learned in circumstances which are not out of the ordinarily difficult or uncomfortable. Perhaps when people are involved, it's a little bit different, but certainly when they're in their herd, a lot of the learning is simply either a game or by copying others. So we've just installed a new water system um, for our herd, where instead of us giving them water in buckets, they can now go and get their own water. And horses learn that very quickly. We've got some older horses who've seen a system like that before, And you'll see the young ones looking at what their mums or other mares in the herds are doing and just going and figuring out there's something there in that thing. Um, What happens if I go there? And that's how they discover there's water. And then as they're drinking from the bucket at one point, accidentally, as they'll take the last bits, they'll happen to push against the lever that brings the water in. And that first gives a shock, maybe a little bit uncomfortable, 
Um, but then it gives the realization that actually they can find their own water. If they're in a new field, they'll follow horses that have been in that field before to discover where the best bits to graze are. So though they might need to go out of what they do habitually when they get into a new environment, it doesn't necessarily have to be uncomfortable. And yet, as people, one of the big models that we use in development is this model of the comfort zone. So I'm thinking that many of you will have seen this before. It's very often drawn as three circles with an inner circle, a circle around it, and then a third circle around that, where the inner circle is supposed to be your comfort zone. It's where you're comfortable. It's where you do what you always do. Then outside of that is a learning zone, which is typically described as a zone of discomfort. And outside of that is a panic zone, which is typically described as a zone which not only you are panicked, you will also no longer learn. So the message around this model tends to be in order to learn, we need to do something that makes us uncomfortable, but not so uncomfortable that we panic. And in a way, I don't know about you, if I think about that, that makes me sad. It seems to imply that learning is typically difficult, uncomfortable, and not something that we like to do. If we have the notion that in order to learn, we always have to go out of what is comfortable, then how much fun is it to learn? Now, horses, in order to learn, for instance, certain movement, the young horses will play. And through play, they'll figure out new ways to move themselves. They'll build strength so they can run with the herd. So why do we have to think of learning as always something that is uncomfortable? Might it not be more helpful if you thought of the ring in the middle as the things we do without thinking about them? Yes, they may be comfortable, although some may also be very uncomfortable. But more than that, they're the things we've always done and we always do. And the zone outside that, the learning comes when we try something new. And we might try that new thing by playing. We might try that new thing by doing something we really love. And sometimes it may be uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be. And sometimes it will be difficult. It doesn't have to be. But the learning isn't in the fact that it's either difficult or uncomfortable or a challenge. The learning is in that it's new. It's something we haven't done before. It's expanding our library, vocabulary, our way of doing things. How would it be if we thought of learning that way? 
How would it be if you thought of learning that way? As not something that you'd have to find difficult or hard or uncomfortable, but something that expands your repertoire. And that can be really fun. That can be light. That can be joyful. What's the purpose of wanting learning to be connected to difficult and hard? What do we gain by that? That's the question I've been asking. Now I can see why we might play it the other way. Why we might want to point out, either to ourselves or to others, that difficult times serve something. And when something's hard, we're going to learn something. And it may be true. Sometimes it is. And that will have most power if that's something we realize ourselves. If I've gone through a hard time in my work or my life and then realize or decide that I will learn from it or have learned from it, then it can be a real boost. But if my manager tells me, oh yeah, you have to go through this difficult thing to learn, that doesn't work so well, does it? So can we learn from difficulty? Yes. Does learning have to be difficult? I would say no. What do you think? And is it helpful to think that if you try too much, you'd go into a panic zone? Probably not. So I've been wondering about this. Why can't we share that? different perspective in organizations that learning can actually be fun and light and easy. Why does it have to be hard? Why can't it be an invitation that people choose how much of that they will take up themselves rather than something that's put on us by others? In my experience, the only development plans that are met are those that are designed by the people who are developing. I'll stand to be corrected if I'm wrong. And personally, I've never seen anyone who got a development plan given by someone else achieve that in a way that made both parties happy. Because true development starts with the person themselves. So this week, a set of questions rather than a practice. What do you believe about development for yourself? What do you believe about development for those who work for you.
how do you feel when development is easy or effortless or fun? When was the last time you felt you really grew? Could be in your job, could be somewhere else, where you really could see that all of a sudden your habitual space had enlarged. You had more capacity for different behaviours, for different ways of doing things. How did that feel? And how would it be if we stop thinking that development was hard or uncomfortable or difficult and instead accepted that it can be fun, enjoyable, light and effortless. I'm really curious what you think and if perhaps we can reframe the comfort zone to our habitual zone and the learning zone which is still a helpful word, associated not to discomfort, but to joy and experimentation and lightness and newness. Perhaps play with that this week. Thank you for listening to the Herdship Podcast. As I close... I have three requests and a thank you. First of all, I hope this podcast may have inspired you to try some new things. When you do, I'd love to hear from you. You can send any feedback, questions, comments or suggestions for future episodes to podcast at herdship.com. That's herd like a herd of horses combined with the word ship. Secondly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please press the subscribe button so that further installments will show up automatically in your feed and you can tune in weekly. My third and final request is that if you liked it, please share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it too. As a thank you, you will find any resources such as links to articles or books I have mentioned and practices from this episode on herdship.com slash podcast.